going on? What's going on? It's the Tamale Mafia podcast. The place where everything and nothing collide. And that's what I want to talk about today. Oh, how you guys doing? Huh? I'm A.A. Ron. Aaron. Your host. <laughs> I hope you know me by now. But um, this is our 29th episode, I think. I was looking at that. Uh, yeah, episode 29. So that's exciting. We've put out some content. Yes, we have. Um, but yeah, so I, I want to do things a little different today. Um, and so what I, what I want to do is uh, I'm going to get I'm going to do this little intro thing that I'm doing now. And then we're going to switch gears and I'm going to go into something totally different. Uh, and I hope you stay, stay with me on that, but, um, something I feel like I need to do, but anyway, how are you guys doing? How was the weekend? Uh, I worked all weekend and so that's always fun when you have like that 6am call time and you got to be there and, uh, yeah, but it was, it was fine. I mean, the only weird thing that happened the whole weekend was that um, see, normally I'm a patrol officer, so normally I'm out on patrol and I'm doing traffic duty and occasionally I'll get calls and, and, uh, stuff for assistance or emergency assistance or whatever. So I got to take those calls, um, and respond accordingly. But this, this particular weekend, I spent most of my time at the gate filling in for somebody else. So I was doing gate duty, what we call gate duty. Um, and that was basically just answering the phone and when, uh, when people come into the, to the, uh, community there, checking them in and that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, I got a phone call while I was there and this lady, um, hang on a sec. Something's weird about this microphone. Maybe it's not loud enough. Should I? Pump it up a little bit. Oh, that sounds better. That sounds better right there. Okay. Anyway, um, so this lady called me and she goes, she she like she had a, a sound of not desperation, but like uh, she was definitely had a concerned tone. I'll say, and um. She just said, hey, maybe you can help me. That was her first thing. And I was like, okay, maybe. And then uh, she said, I am at this certain house and I am stuck in the elevator. <laughs> She's like, it won't go up or down and it won't open. I'm, I'm stuck. I've been stuck in here for 20 minutes. And it was like she was the, uh, the caretaker of the owner of the house. And so she was stuck in their elevator um and she wanted to see if I could help her and I was like I mean if I had been on if I had been on patrol duty yeah I would have gone over there and and help uh, see you know I don't know what I could have done but I would have gone over there and at least said hey are you okay <laughs> um but since I was on gate duty and we and there was nobody on patrol I couldn't leave the leave the gate so I just I was like the best thing you can do right now is call the fire department and have them come get you out. And so um, she said, okay, I'll tell them. Because uh, I guess she was talking to the owner of the house on the other side of the, the elevator doors. So anyway, she was like, yeah, okay, I'll tell them. And then she um, hung up. And so I just waited for the fire department to come in. And they never did. And I was like, man, is this lady still stuck in the elevator? Because, dude, that was like... She said she'd been in there 20 minutes and that was like two hours ago. <laughs> so, uh, finally got in touch with the, uh, the homeowner there and they were like, Oh yeah, we got her out. It took about a half hour, but we got her out and, uh, we're going to have somebody come check on this elevator. Oh man. I was like, dude, I mean, that was just an odd call. You know, uh, I hadn't of all the calls that I have had, I had not had one yet. Uh, where somebody was stuck in an elevator. So I kind of wish I had been on patrol because I would have gone over there and that would have been, I think, 
a much better story. Um, but you know, I did the best I could with, uh, the story I was given. So <laughs> speaking of the story I was given, um, I was, I was not on duty. Uh, but I, I was told that there was a, a guy, um, who was a guest of the community and he had a boat that he was pulling. So I guess they had a good time on the, on the lake this weekend and he was leaving out. Um, and when he went to get on the highway, he kind of, he, he didn't go slowly and there's like a dip between our property entrance and the actual road. And so he hit that dip going a little too quick and, um, caused the trailer to bounce and it, and his boat left his truck, the trailer left his truck and the trailer went straight across the highway out here in East Texas or in the country, a two lane road with a a 70 mile an hour speed limit is a highway. Okay. I know if you're in a big city, like where I came from, a highway is like an 18 lane road that's above all the other roads. Um, but anyway, this little road, it's, uh, three lanes. Okay. There's a turn lane, so it's fancy. Um, anyway, the, uh, the boat goes across the road and into the ditch on the other side. And apparently there was a state trooper that just happened to be of all the timing in the world, the state trooper just happened to be pulling, like driving down the highway at the time that this thing happened. And so he turned his lights on and got involved in the situation. Well, as it unfolded, they had to get a wrecker come out and, and get the boat out of the ditch, you know, the boat and the trailer. But the wrecker took the boat and then another wrecker came and took the guy's truck and the guy went, with the trooper in the back. <laughs> he got arrested. I was like, I mean, I'm guessing he was drunk and um, probably had too much to drink out on the lake and didn't properly hook up his trailer. And then it ended up in the ditch right in front of a trooper who probably could tell that the guy was drunk and hooked him up. I was like, dude, what are the odds of that man? If he had just put his safety chains on or just, uh, had a buddy like check his work or something, he probably could have, I don't know. I mean, I'm not advocating for driving drunk at all. I mean, it's good that he got busted, but it's just the, uh, the, um, the way that that played out, you know, if a trooper hadn't have been right there on the road I and mean, he probably could have got away with it too. So it's just the timing, man. It was destined to happen and he got busted I'm assuming for drunk for being drunk. I mean, he could have been busted for maybe he had a warrant or something else, and it was kind of another one of those things. It's just like damn the luck, but um, yeah, that's just that was odd. I mean, they they hooked him up and they took his stuff. I was thinking that let's say let's say that he was taken for uh, for being drunk. That is a really expensive weekend because his boat got impounded, his truck got impounded, and then he's got all the. I mean, he himself got impounded, so he's got to get himself out, and then he's got to get his boat and his truck out, and then all of his court fees and all the stuff that he's got to deal with, probably going to get a, a suspended license for a year, probably going to lose his job, depending on what his job was, if he had a job. I mean, ugh, the ramifications of that. This guy, I mean, just his his bad dream is just starting. <laughs> So anyway, that was, that was my weekend. I don't think much else happened. I, uh, just worked a bunch and, um, that was about it, but, uh, worked some more in the studio. So, um, what is that noise? Riley, stop up. My dog's like grooming himself right at, the, at my feet and I can hear him in my microphone. Oh, could you guys hear that? It was like. <laughs> oh, my dog is so cute. 
I uh, I gave him a, a bath today, and he wanted to play afterwards, and it was so much fun just running around with him, and he's so cute. I love him to death. Cute little guy, Riley Danger. But yeah, he likes the studio, I guess, because he spends a lot of time up here, too. Even when I'm not here, he's up here just chilling, looking out the window or whatever, so it's a nice little space. I think he, he finds it cozy, but... um. Anyway, so uh, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna take a break, and uh, and then we're gonna switch gears for the rest of this thing. I'm probably I don't know that I'll take a break from here on out. So if you need to um, run to the bathroom or uh, get out of your car and walk to to your cubicle and settle in, this would be. This would be a good time to do it, um, wherever you're, whatever, wherever you are when you're listening, because I don't think I'm gonna break up the rest of this show. Because I'm gonna once I get going, I think I'm just gonna go. But anyway, um, where's my, where's my music? I was gonna play something here. Um, hang on. Yeah, I guess I'll just play this here. All right. Podcast can be found just about anywhere. Anywhere you want to find a podcast, you want to listen in, your favorite app for podcast listening, you can do that. Um, we're all over the place Spotify, iTunes, um, Google Podcast. I think that's, that's a thing. <laughs> um, Apple Podcast. I don't know if that's the same as iTunes. I'm not familiar. I don't know. We're on a bunch of different players. And, uh, so you can find this this podcast just about anywhere you want to find a podcast. Um, and now you can head on over to the old tamalimafia.com and check out the website. It's a very, it's a very simple website. It has all the links. And it's got uh, a little bit of information about the show. But, uh, yeah, tamalimafia.com. If you don't know how to spell tamale, T-A-M-A-L-E. Pretty simple tamalimafia.com check it out oh and as always subscribe to the show so that you get notified when a new episodes release new episodes release every Monday and Friday and now occasionally on Wednesday that's a new thing Monday, Friday sometimes Wednesday um, so make sure you subscribe so you can be notified when stuff comes out so you don't miss it in case you're like me and you don't ever know what day of the week it is Sometimes I'm like, is it the weekend? No, it's Monday. Oh, shoot. So I never know what day of the week it is, but uh, I get those notifications like, oh, yeah, it's time to time to download a podcast. Um, so do that. Hit your downloads. Share it with your friends. And uh, good things are coming, man. Good things are definitely coming the way of this podcast. Uh, I'm super excited about it. So... Subscribe, go to the Facebook page. You can get there through tamalimafia.com. Go to the Facebook page, like it, share it, comment on it, join the conversation. Anyway, do all that good stuff. And uh, let's get back to this music and then we will go on with the rest of the show. Enjoy your bathroom break. Don't forget to wash your hands.
All right, so you're probably wondering, like, what is, what's going to happen? What's he going to do next? Um, I've been thinking a lot lately, and I want to talk a little bit about the everything and nothing of this show. I know I've said it before, briefly. I've talked about why I did that. You know, it's where everything and nothing collide. Sometimes we'll talk about things that are really meaningful, and sometimes we'll talk about things that mean nothing at all. And I want it to be both random and with purpose. Um, but I want to expound on that a little bit, and I want to talk about why uh, that's the case. Because when I started this podcast, I really was just looking for a creative outlet, and I was trying to... There's a lot of things that I was working on that I was trying to get... Uh, I was trying to get to like a platform. I was trying to make, I was trying to build a platform so that I could get the information out that I'd been building in, in me for years. And I, I felt like I had this purpose of, of why I wanted to do that. But I also was kind of scared of having a, a show that was just in a box of, of like, let's make it about this one topic. And then what if that topic didn't work or what if, people rejected that topic and I wouldn't be able to, to pivot very easily. And then how would it fit with the Tamale mafia name? And you know, all that kind of stuff was just like, it, it was, I was spinning my wheels, you know, I was just kind of going like, I don't know what to do, how to get started in this thing. And it, and I had just recently been um, studying because I'm a, I've said before, and I think you guys know by now, but I'm a, a huge fan of comedy and I, um, study comics and I study comedy and I've been studying comedy from like when I was a little kid and I was studying like the uh, vaudeville era comics and so um, at the time right before I really got into to really putting the, the wheels together for this podcast last year I had been studying Jerry Seinfeld and Seinfeld had of course the show Seinfeld and he uh the show was a show about nothing and it was a huge hit. And I thought that is, that is unbelievable. Like, how do you pitch that? How do you pitch a show that's about nothing? I mean, how do you say this is just about my life or this is about life experiences? It really has no purpose. There's no like, uh, sometimes there was not even continuity in the show. It was just like some, some of the episodes were just about what was going on in that episode. And there was like people in and out that were con continual, but, just the the actual like meat or or content of that episode was a, just for that episode and they wrote a bunch of stuff that was just really random and i thought that's kind of a cool concept and I, and I wonder if it can be done with um a show this okay I, i'm sorry i got to change this music this music is i feel like i'm in a weird movie um, there was something, let's try this one. Yeah. Okay. Back to what I was saying. I wanted to see if I could find a, a way to make a show about nothing so that I could literally have a blank canvas every time it came time. It, it was time to record an episode that I could just throw stuff on the wall and see what would stick that I could just bring a guest in to talk about a topic that had nothing to do with what we talked about the last time we did an episode. And I thought, what if we could do it where we could, we could talk about things that are super important and things that are just really stupid because I was like, do I want to be, do I want it to be a, 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 a show about the, the message that I have that I want to get out? Do I want it to be a show about my life, my story, do I want it to be a show about comedy or entertainment? And, it, and I was like, yes. I kept saying yes to all that stuff. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I thought, what if we make a show that's about everything and nothing? And, and, and so we, we can literally have a blank canvas that we can paint together every time we put out a new episode I can bring a guest in here and we can paint a canvas together for this episode a canvas with our voices and our stories and whatever 
and we can produce some kind of image by the end of the show that's like, hey, look what we created here. And then the next time we come in could be something completely different. And our audience wouldn't get audience whiplash from it where it's not like, oh, gosh, what are they talking about? I thought this show was about this and now it's about that. And so can it be done? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good. I get good feedback. I've gotten really great feedback this past week. Um, I mean, can it be done? Can we have a show about nothing? But can we have a show that's about nothing and everything at the same time? And so I, I, I struggle to find that balance as well, you know? So I, I feel like I can be really ridiculous and I and have my son here and we talk about really ignorant things. <laughs> you know, we laugh a lot uh, and we tell crazy stories. Um, but then I also want to like start building into the message that I have and, and the deeper reason behind why I started this in the first place because I wasn't just like like thinking oh man I've just always wanted to be a podcaster like my whole life I've just wanted to be a podcaster if I could just be a podcaster that'd be so great I could I mean I've listened to podcasts I'm a fan of podcasts but I never was like oh I want to be a podcaster I always wanted to be a pastor I always wanted to be a preacher um and and then I had my fallout with my faith and I had my fallout with my church and I was like, Dude, I don't know how to fit in. I don't even know where to go. And and there was a at one point there was like a thing where I was like, Well, maybe I need to start a church that will that will be for people like me who have been through a fallout, who have, who don't know where to go and we'll call it Rebel Church. And I got so much heat for that. <laughs> I got so many people that were mad at me and saying, dude, if you start the rebel church, I will never, ever step foot in that place. And I was like, dude, you're missing the point. The name is about, about people who feel like we've been outcasts, who feel, who've been told that we are not welcome because we're too rebellious or we not, we don't fit the system. And, and in, in a way we're rebelling against conformity of conforming to this is an old this is how you have to do it or this is how you don't do it we're just going to be a bunch of people who've been hurt and smashed and crushed but still love God and we're still going to come together and we're going to we're going to try to make a difference and bring hope to the world that was the rebel church and then it didn't really work out because I don't think I was really ready to, to take that step. I don't know. It, it was so much heat and it was so much pushback and there was some, quite a lot of support, but it just, I just didn't know how to cultivate it. Right. I guess. Um, and so that idea kind of fell off and then I was like, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I fit in. And this podcast, start, starting this podcast wasn't really like, oh, here's my chance to fit in. It was more like I had been going through a couple of years of really trying to develop a message. And I started writing. I thought, well, maybe I'll just write a book. And then I was like, well, I want to write like three books. There's, I got so many topics that I want to cover. And then I, and, and so then it kind of progressed into this. Well, let me start this podcast. And then I was like, not sure when it's time to really, to really dig in. You know, I want to kind of build the audience, but I didn't want to like put all of my, my, um, my ideas up front. I had to get used to like, how do you speak into a microphone? How do you, um, run this? How do you run the audio? How do you make a show out of it? Go back and listen to the first episode ever. Uh, and I told you. I can guarantee you this this podcast is going to suck. And we've come a long way from there. But I'm still kind of I've still kind of battled with like where's where's the right time to get the deeper message out and I think that time is coming now. Because I told you guys like I told you 
I don't know, what was it? A week? No. Three weeks ago, I guess. Several weeks ago. Maybe more. I don't remember. I talked about the shift. The shift is coming. And how in in the month of May, I'm going to this this program. I'm going to break through some barriers. It's going to be really intensive, like, therapy to to find the blind spots, to break through, to get to the next level. And I'm... I sense a shift coming. I sense a sense a, a, the the passion that I had that I've been chasing the feeling of like, where's my purpose? I sense it coming back. I sense that I'm on the brink, like I'm on the edge, and I and I and I believe that my voice going through this microphone into your ears is going to be a huge part of that. And so I want to start talking more about the shift. I want to start talking more about the whales and the waiting. And today I want to talk about something that, that I called bolus because you right, buddy. My dog just sneezed. Um, I, I had, there was another concept that I had that I started studying and I was going through because there were some major things in my life that I felt like contributed to the, uh, the, this whole thing of, of like, what do you do when your current story sucks? Like. When, when life doesn't take a big bow and wrap it around your life story and finish it off with a big pretty bow that's like, hey, it sucked in the middle, but it had a beautiful ending. When your life isn't a Facebook, a 30-second Facebook video where the person like ends up with some kind of major blessing or major got their bills paid off or got reunited with their long lost or, or something, you know, when there's that, there's like happy ending stories. Oh man, this guy was, it was such a tragic thing, but it had this happy ending. I mean, what do you do when you don't have the happy ending? And I started working on that concept because there was, I mean, I felt like it was my own story. My own life didn't have the bow. You know, I was, I was searching for my own bow. I think I still am in a lot of ways. But there were other things going on at the time too that was like being like being tasked with having to go talk to a family who's who's just lost their baby. What do you say? What do you say to that family? And I, I agonized over that because I was like, I that, I can't do this job. And it, it wasn't a, a paid job. It was just like it was more like a family thing, like. Hey, these people lost their baby, and I want you to represent and go talk to them and present them with a like a financial gift to help with the funeral cost. And uh, I didn't want to do it, man, because I, I I don't have any idea what you say to somebody in that situation to make things seem better or feel better or anything. And I was, I was nervous and I, and I looked back and I thought back to my days in ministry when I would volunteer myself to go to hospital visits because I hated them so much. I hated hospital visits. The only good hospital visits are was like, you got to go congratulate somebody on the birth of their new baby. There's very few hospital visits that are that are going to be pleasant at all. But yet I would volunteer to go because I wanted to learn the hard stuff. I wanted to press into my weakness. I've always been like that. And so when this thing came up where I had to go talk to these folks that had lost a baby, I was like, I don't know what to say. 
And so I reached out to a mentor and he, he said, uh, you don't say anything, just go, but don't say anything. I mean, nothing you say is going to, is going to work anyway, right? It's not going to make the situation any better for them. So just don't say anything. Just, just be there. And that's what I did. I just went and I showed up and I ended up developing a relationship with these people. Um, and I had a, a huge opportunity to sow peace and hope into their lives just by showing up. I didn't say anything. I mean, I said, hi, and sorry for your loss. You know, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't make any sense. It does, That stuff is, is useless. So what do you do, man? What do you do when life doesn't doesn't hand you that that bow on the end of your story? And there's a lot of people right now. I don't know if you're li- if they're listening to this podcast uh, or not, but there's a lot of people that I know who are facing tragedy in their lives, who've lost loved ones, who are facing illness, who are facing uh, custody battles, who are facing court dates with with exes and I've struggled for so long to try to figure out like what do you what do you, what do I say not to those people who are who are struggling but but what do I say to myself when I'm struggling what do I how do I what do I pull from and you know I've battled I've talked about this many times of battling with my faith and lately it's like I've I've been I've been feeling this like draw to to come back into that to that place not with the church that I still don't understand or the the uh, religion for me to say this is my religion of choice. I don't know what any of that really means. But I know that I got to a point where I was like, is there a God? And and I made a choice. And, and the choice was like, no, there's not a God. And I'm going to start there, and I'm going to see where I can go from there. And it was literally the scariest thing I've ever been through. What do you do when there's when, when there's no God? Where do you go from there? I mean, I felt so completely alone. And everything felt so pointless. And so if that's you, if you're like, dude, I don't believe in God, that's fine. But that didn't work for me. And if that makes me weak or I need some kind of crutch or I need to believe in something in the afterlife just so that I can feel better about my today, fine. Because apparently I do need something to feel better about my today. Because when I took that thing away, I felt horrible about my life. I felt completely alone. And this whole trip through the universe felt absolutely useless. There's no plan. There's nobody in charge. There's nobody that I can appeal to. Nothing. There's no greater thing than me. I'm the greatest thing there is. I'm as good as it gets. Are you kidding me? Is it you? You're the greatest thing there is? Still, are you kidding me? What a what a pointless, useless thought to think that there's no God and that we are as a species as good as it gets. Good. Fuck that. Seriously. I, I couldn't I couldn't put I couldn't deal with that. 
that was a horrible place to be. And if you if if that's if that's in your in your head, you know what I'm talking about. That's a horrible place to be because you gotta feel alone right now. You gotta feel like there's like you're missing something, and it's just your own head going. Oh, but it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Oh, there ain't no proof otherwise. But you feel it in your heart that there's got to be more. Because that's what I felt. There's got to be more. And I didn't know what that more was. You know? Oh, set up for the music. I don't, I didn't know what that more was. But there had to be more than nothing. There had to be a creator. You don't get order out of chaos. You don't get order out of, you don't get matter out of nothing. There has to be something, a catalyst for all of this. And it has to have. the ability to sew it all together. It can't just be an energy. It can't just be a vast uh, ex- existence of, I mean, it, it has to be a God who can weave it all together and and sew together the intimate parts of the universe and make it make sense because without that it doesn't make sense it doesn't and so i was in that place and then i came out of that place like okay there is a God, but I don't know what that means. And I don't know how to talk about that God. And I don't really know what that God is. Maybe that God's just an energy. And then I just like, it's got to be more than that. And is that God connected to the story of Jesus? And is the story of Jesus real? Historically, it's I mean, it's been debated for for. Hundreds of years, right? But there's something there in that story. There's something there contained in the Bible that that I can't really explain, but it draws me in. And when I when I feel like this is stupid to think that this this guy was really born from a virgin to think that uh he died for the sins of the world i mean that's stupid but there's something about it that draws me in and so lately when I've been listening to music, um, any kind of song that is like Christian themed or Christian lyric or worship church worship based or whatever that I listen to that, that talks about come as you are. It, I, I mean, it wrecks me and I started paying attention to that. Because it's not like that's a conscious effort. It just happens. I hear these lyrics like, like, dude, Jesus loves you exactly where you are. And then I start to cry. And I'm like, why am I crying, man? And I, and I, and it just, I start, so I dig deeper into my own self and I'm like, why does that affect me so much? Why does that hit me so hard? And maybe it's multiple reasons. Maybe it's because I don't love me for who I am or maybe because I feel like I'm not lovable or maybe because of whatever thing. But the bigger picture of it to me is that 
having grown up in such a strict religious environment and feeling like I had to do all these things to jump through hoops just to get God to not punish me and feel like I'm so totally unworthy of being able to even talk about Jesus right now, much less feel like he loves me. And then to have this song pour lyrics into me that says he does though. He does love you. He loves you where you are. With all your questions, with all of your don't know how it works, with all of your distrust, he still loves you. And I'm and I'm drawn I'm drawn into it. And I'm starting to reconnect those pieces of of the story with my with my past, with my, um, uh, with the message that I have, with the the purpose that I that I want to bring to the world, where I feel like my my number one goal in in life is to bring people hope and to let them know they matter, and then to tie it to an anchor of my that is that is my faith that that connection is starting to rebuild and it's not that I'm becoming a religious person because I'm not I'm like anti-religion and I and I'm I mean it, it, it's it's not that I even want to call myself a Christian because I don't but is there something there about the god of the bible and the Jesus of the Bible that is drawing me in and starting to to make those connections that I had disconnected from for so long. And it makes more sense now when I look back and think about my, my Bolas project. What do you tell these people? You tell them you have an anchor. I mean, that that that's really that's really uh, what it what it points back to is that you have we have an anchor. There's um there's a scripture here. I know this is weird. This is weird. I said fuck that. And I'm reading a scripture all in the same episode. But I was, uh, I have this little thing in my, in my studio here that I bought at a landscaping, like a gardening center. And it says hope. It's like big metal letters. It says hope. And years ago I started a thing called hope is human because I felt like and truly believe that hope is a human element necessary for our survival because if you don't have hope then you don't have anything if you've lost hope for tomorrow if you've lost hope for your future if you've lost hope that things will get better what do you have left? And that's usually the point where people check out when they're hopeless. And so I felt like hope is, is essential to our survival. And so hope is human was started. And it was just a place where I told stories and I kind of want to bring some of that back. But the bigger picture is that if my life mission, my personal life mission, not the show or not the the other stuff, but my personal life mission is to, when I meet somebody and I walk away from them, for them to be left feeling like they have hope and that they matter. That's, that's my life mission, right? That's what I want. That's the most important thing to me. I would do that for free. I would, I would feel like I've accomplished great things if I could do that 
if I could leave people with the feeling like they matter and that they have hope for tomorrow. But it got to, you know, it was like, how can I offer that to somebody else when I don't have that myself? I don't have that operating base to, to give from. And so I was looking at this sign when I put it up today and I, and I was thinking back and I went to my, to my computer and I looked up where I started writing bolus and I remembered that that was attached to that family that I had to go talk to them about their, their baby that just passed. And I remember the night before I went to do that, I was randomly invited to a Bible study and I didn't feel like going, but I went. And when I got there, the the guy that was running the Bible study was like, tonight we're going to do something different. We're going to watch a DVD. And I was like, I came all the way over here to watch TV. I'm like, this is, are you serious? And, and so, uh, we, we watched TV, but it wasn't just TV. We watched a, a DVD of a message from pastor Louis Giglio. And in that sermon, in that message that he gave, he talked about, the anchor of our hope. And his whole thing was, what do you do when life doesn't put a bow on your story? And it rocked me because that was exactly what I needed to hear before I walked into that family's house the next day. What do you say? What do you do? And he, the whole thing was based on these two two passages of scripture in the Bible. And I have thoughts on the Bible that we could debate for uh, an entire episode, but I'm going to set that aside for this episode, and I'm going to read this, this scripture. John 16, 33. Jesus is actually on his way to get crucified. And he had been talking about well, he's referencing all the things that he had tried to teach people while he was uh, in action there, you know, while he was alive. And, you know, he, he had taught people about he he was the only way, he's the vine, you're the branches, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so... In this verse, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may find peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that, that take heart is like the, the proclamation of that scripture verse. Take heart. Which, which is kind of the same thing as saying like, hold fast. You know, when you're, when the a uh, ship is in a, in a major storm on the ocean and and things are looking pretty scary they say hold fast right like hey man hold on tight we're going to get through this that's that sentiment and then in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 the writer there says, we have this hope, talking about Jesus, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And so, what do we do when the bottom falls out? What do we do when our loved one passes away? What what do we do when when the plans that you were making for your future suddenly take a drastic and major turn because your spouse is no longer with you? They walked away or they passed away. 
totally unexpectedly. And now you're left holding the bag like, where do I go from here? And it's very easy, I think, because I've been there um, in that in a similar in that kind of feeling of abandonment and being alone. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? God, are you are you are you watching this? Like, did you take a nap on me or what? And I've been super pissed at the sky where I was outside screaming my lungs out. Going, what are you doing to me? But. But the uh, the point is. Is that in, in reality and the truth is. The truth that draws you in. Is. That there's an anchor of hope for our, for the storms that we're going through, there's an anchor of hope. you're going through right now what I don't I don't know what it is for you but it's the thing that you wake up thinking about and it's the thing that weighs on you all day long and it's the thing that keeps you from falling asleep at night whatever that thing is and maybe it's a series of things it's overwhelming you. It's it's putting so much pressure on you. You feel like you're going to be ripped apart. You're being pulled in all these different directions by just be, just trying to keep the the peace in your own life. Just trying to you're spinning plates. Just trying to keep things together, and you feel like you're going to lose it at any minute. I know. know that you're going through something but you're not alone you're not alone do you hear me you're not alone there are people that care about you there are people that love you. There are people that depend on you. You're not in this alone. You don't have to feel like you're alone. There are people that have been through through these kind of things. That I've been through kind of heavy things. There are people that have survived all kinds of stuff and they're just in the periphery of your life waiting because they want you to know that you can make it they're just they're just there because they're not sure maybe they don't even know what you're going through because you've done such a good job of hiding it you put on your 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 uh, happy face you put on the mask and you walk in to whatever group that you're that you walk into your church, your family, your job, whatever it is that you go to, you put on your mask and you don't let anybody know what's going on on the inside or the fact that last night you were thinking about taking your own life. And there's people on the periphery of your life that are just standing there just waiting. Because if they knew what you were thinking if they knew what you were feeling they would tell you I've been there it gets better 
I'm not talking about putting a bow on your story and it having a happy ending. It may never have a happy ending. It may never have the outcome that you wanted. But I'm talking about it gets better. Because you have hope. I'm talking about it gets better because you matter. And if, and, and if you can't find any other reason for what you're going through, then remember this. We go through things in our lives We walk through darkness. We walk through shadows. So that when we come through those things and we get on the other side of those things and those things pass and we live to tell the story, we can turn around and offer hope to the same people that are going through the same things we've been through that we came through. We can offer hope to those people and tell them that they matter and they're going to get through it. You're not alone. Find your, your source for your hope. If it's not Jesus, if it's not the cross, if it's not God, and all those things, you reject all of those things, find your hope, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, there's something about this story of Jesus that draws me in. If, if, if even part of it is true, what does that mean? If even part of it is true, then we have hope. We have an anchor. That can hold us steady in the biggest storms of our lives. guys with that tonight this transition music was by all i played all different stuff i don't know even know what i played ben sound uh audio nautics kevin mcleod thank you guys for your music i've said it i've i said all that i wanted to say and needed to say tonight and I don't, I don't have anything else I've said it all said plenty I don't even know what to do with the with the outro I think I'm just gonna let this play out and uh, I love you guys okay there's like 30 of you that listen to, to every episode and I love you I care about you and if you know somebody who's going through something share this with them share this message with them this is a message of hope alright I will catch you guys later this week alright Peace out.